Hi friends, welcome to another episode of Muddy Musings. I am Claire and I'm joined today by my favourite co-host Peter and I can say that because Scott's not here yet. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) am I really your favourite? I mean, let's be real. I have the other two to pick from. How could you not? How could could I not? I mean, look at that face. (laughs) Scott may join us in five minutes or he may join us in 20 minutes. This is Scott, so we never know. It's just a little bit chaotic. He's currently walking home from his pub quiz um, and he may join us on his phone. So it could be noisy, it could be loud, it could be windy, or he might wait until he gets home when he's eating a packet of what's-its and so who knows who knows what's going to happen Scott's going to pop up at some point but for now you've got me Claire you've got Peter over in Texas and we are excited to be here and to be talking about Andy because he's playing tennis this week in fact he's playing he's playing at time of recording he's playing tomorrow and it may be that he's playing today or he maybe played yesterday depending on when you listen to this episode (laughs) (laughs) he's playing monday (laughs) he's playing he's playing on monday he's playing on easter monday and he is playing australian alex diminor and we're going to get to that later on but peter first how are you doing good let's talk about indian wells for a second okay uh, scott's not here um so of course uh we had mark petchy on for our last episode but we really didn't get into like the personal details of how Indian Wells went for me and, mm-hmm. you know, all the people that I saw, the margaritas that I had, you know, that kind of thing. Um, oh, but I mean, so it, it, was, it was tennis paradise, hashtag tennis paradise, <laughs> as they say. Um, so I, I think overall it went well, aside from, you know, Andy's results. Um, yeah. <laughs> But I got to meet Andy again, of course. We shook hands and I said, you're doing amazing this year, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of blacked out after I said, you're doing amazing, of Mm -hmm. course. So he's just phenomenal. And I was like, hey, Andy. And yeah, just he's the best. Was he looking good? Like, was he looking really physically amazing? Yeah, of course, of course. Um, on the practice courts, he wasn't doing so well, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't the best that I've seen him. But we can talk about Monte Carlo in a bit. He was uh, practicing against uh, Roberto Batista Gut uh, the other day. Um, and his practice went well. Uh, mm-hmm. But the practices at Indian Wells usually don't go well. I'll just say well, I mean, at Indian Wells usually doesn't go well. It's the courts. It's the courts and the Dunlop balls. I, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. I blame the unwell nature of like everything, Mm -hmm. other than like the scenery. Could leave it, like put in like the Cincy hard courts. You know where Andy's won just a couple. So Mm -hmm. yeah, seriously. I am I think it's and I've said this before but like Indian Wales is probably you know with the exception of with clay but you know like Andy surprises us on clay often more often than Mm -hmm. not surprises on clay but Indian Wales is probably that one tournament that I never really have high expectations for Andy in so pretty much everything that he does 
I'm delighted with because it's a bonus. Yeah. Like and, there's and been really... several matches, of course, you know, the Carlos Alcaraz match yeah. you know, from two years ago was amazing. And yeah. so there's been standout matches, but I never expect him, to be honest, you know, mm-hmm. to do his best. But that's mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. because we're still, you know, Andy Murray fans and optimistic for his health and happiness. Exactly. Um, so let's talk about Clay. So he's got a 100. 130- are we just are we just bypassing what happened in Miami completely? Then oh yeah, what <laughs> happened in Miami? Did something happen? I don't remember Miami. It was so long ago. It yeah, was it was so, so long ago. ago. I, I don't care about, about Miami. this earlier, and I was like, when when did that happen? When did Miami happen? Because I'm going to be completely honest. I stopped watching it. I was just like, I don't want to watch this dumb tournament. (laughs) I know that sounds bad, but like, there's been many times in the past, goodness, two, three years where I'm like, he didn't do well there. I'm going to stop watching this tournament. Yeah. I'm boycotting this tournament. I I must (laughs) admit, I've had the past, like, um, three weeks at work for me have been truly heinous and actually Andy losing in Miami probably did me a favor because uh-huh. I was so busy I was so busy at work that I didn't really have the time to be getting up to watch it like midnight or one in the morning or whenever it was that he would potentially be playing yes so him losing although I was <laughs> I was gutted at the time I was like, you know what? Actually, in the long run, he's probably helped me out here. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not going to hold it against him. So are we going to talk about who he lost to? Um, I mean, like, I can't even remember his name. <laughs> exactly. I love it. And I've said du- this before. Du- Dusan? Dusan? Like, Dusan Lajevic. Like, yeah. I, like, delete opponents out of my brain like when he loses and I'm like eh it's a loss and I I think that's a good characteristic for me I mean Mm -hmm. honestly I think it's healthy for me it's like "Eh, who did he lose to it doesn't matter just go on it's it's funny because there's some where I'm like yeah but I, I can't even I literally can't even remember your name and then there's others like someone who beat him in a challenger match like three years ago whose name is ingrained into my brain uh-huh. and I'm like still hate that one <laughs> yeah there has been many shots that have been ingrained in my brain like Fabio <laughs> Fonini drop shotting Andy and Andy saying right before then I can't move and so it's like why would you say that like so loudly and then Fabio being like okay if he can't move I'm gonna drop shot him oh he's so such I a love all of those freaking drop shots in Rome in, mm-hmm. in my head like, yeah that was 2017 and I'll never yeah. forget it that and I'll awful. never forgive Fabio but that's okay that, yeah that was awful yeah he really took advantage of the fact that Andy was he was his hip, his hip was like disintegrating at that yeah. point yeah Oh, you know, if that's if that's what Fabio needs to do to get the win, then good for you know. him. Mm-hmm. Good for good that for man. Him. Yep. Mm-hmm. So apparently they're friendly now. Well, I mean, I don't know. Of course, 
how <laughs> the dynamics are <laughs> with him. But I pretend, you know, of course, we all have these narratives about Andy and his opponents. Like he had a picture with him, like for practicing this year. Mm-hmm. I forget I that. where it was. See, was that Miami? Is, I think that was Miami. I feel like the, it was recent. The the thing is, like, I know we we one of my favorite memes to um our gifts to cycle over and over and over is Andy's "Everybody Hates You" uh-huh. one, and his "Shut Up" one to. Funine, but like he is actually like in terms of tennis friendships, Andy's a pretty popular guy and he's yeah, pretty chill. And you know, like he's he's like a he's like a good person. So I don't think for the for the most part, I don't think Andy holds grudges off the court. Yeah. And I mean, he's still even friendly, it seems, with Novak after all those Australian Open losses. Like, yeah, I would just, buddies. Yeah. Like, he's just, you know, I I have issues with him, but I'm still trying, still trying to, like, edge those issues away yeah. since Novak's become Novak and some people call him the G-O-A-T, but I can't say that out loud. Um, but I mean... Yes, Rafa is the goat. Let's be real. <laughs> Let's be real. He uh, reached twenty-two first, right? Rogers the goat. He uh, reached twenty-first. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> he did, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> See, there's an exp- there's this logic behind every argument. Every argument. Every Andy's argument you can spin. Andy's it. the goat because he's the best person in the world. Yes. He truly is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that is why we have a podcast for him. All about Andy Murray. There's not a there's there's not a Rafa's Ramblings podcast out there. Nope. nope. There's not a Federer's Fanatics podcast out there. Is there? I mean it sounds like they're uh, uh, never mind. I feel like there could, yeah, yes. like could There there very well could be some people that could title their podcast Federer's Fanatics. I'll and just say that. No, uh, <laughs> As we talk only about Andy's results and not watching tennis tournaments after he loses. I mean, who does that? Who just, like, follows one person and then stops watching if they're not playing? I don't know who does that. But I think, <laughs> in my defense, I had just come down from Indian Wells and watching, yeah. like, 24-7. And uh, speaking of like the drive back, it was ridiculous. So I went to Las Vegas. Um, So I went to Las Vegas for one night and then I went to the Grand Canyon and that was the most miserable experience I've ever had. I mean, it was the most let down because I uh, did the podcast with Mark Petchy and you. And then so I didn't see anything during sundown i saw a big black hole of the grand canyon and i'm like okay i'm wearing shorts because i didn't realize how cold it would be it was going to snow the next day and so yeah it was it was bad it was really bad yeah it's funny because i'm I'm like well this is an experience I'm sorry that recording with me and Mark Petchy made you miss the sunset at the Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> really bad. 
fine. You know what? You know it's what? Fine. What made that chat go on longer is because we delved a wee bit too much into Taylor Swift, didn't we? Yes, <laughs> but that's fine. Went a bit too deep into that chat. Yeah. For anyone who's not listened to that podcast yet, yeah, would highly recommend it because Pitch is a certified Swifty, and we have good. Andy slash Taylor crossover chat towards the end. So please do go and listen to that one if you've not already listened to it. Yes, Pitch is always a good chat. Um, so Okay, so after the Grand thought, Canyon, I uh, was driving through Flagstaff in like pretty much barriers of snow. And mm-hmm. there was a plow like coming like on the other side of me, just snow plowing away. And I'm like, am I going to get out of Arizona? So it took me, I think, 16 hours to get back. I didn't even want to stop. I was like, let me just go home. And so, like, I saw the weather, and I'm like, I'm just going to, like, pack up. I went to sleep at, like, 7, 8, and woke up at 2, and then just kept on driving. So, yeah. So it was a little much. That sounds really miserable. What's yeah. um, what's the drive like from there back to Texas? Is it like, is it an interest in roads? So uh, it was interesting in New Mexico where it snowed for like three hours. Yeah. Yeah. So that was interesting. But um, going into Texas, it was fine because it was just like one lane just like for a good stretch like two hours and Mm -hmm. I'm like I'm free I can listen to music I can change it up and just just relax after the snow you know Mm -hmm. okay so this is going to sound like well this is going to be my question like when you said that it was snowing I was like I like it's it's March and you're in like it's like southern states mm-hmm. what the hell exactly are you used to driving in snow like no i'm that- not and the thing <laughs> is like when i saw that it was snowing in freaking february i was like "Ooh, i would love to like see snow in the grand canyon and like new mexico boy was i wrong boy was <laughs> i wrong three hours of driving through snow boy was i wrong Because it's like, you know, an experience of your lifetime of, you know, seeing snow again. Because I haven't seen snow since I lived in the East Coast and uh, I had uh, winters in New Hampshire for Christmas Mm -hmm. with my grandpa. So aside from that, like, I had not, like, driven, driven in snow. Just ridden, you know, with my parents. So, yeah, that was an experience. Yeah. That I don't so, want to like repeat. <laughs> we like we get it every year. Uh-huh. It, it's it's not been it's not been particularly bad this year. I don't think with the snow. Um, we get it every year, and I still hate driving in it. And I've been driving in snow since I've been able to drive. Yeah, you know. So I can only imagine for someone who's never really had to drive through it before. It must have been really freaky. Yeah. Because it was bad. Like, even the truckers were saying that it was bad. So. But you made it home safe. And sound. And sound. 
Anyone just in time for Miami to get cancelled. Yes. And now we're on to Clay. Now we're on to Clay. Clay Ray, here we go. Okay, so let's talk about uh, Andy's Clay stats. So for the matches that he's won, 135 to 54 in his uh, career, and the wins have been pretty good. He's yep. won quite a few Clay titles. It's just Monte Carlo that's, ugh. Um, but he's uh, reached the semifinal twice, I believe. Let's mm-hmm. see real quick. And that's, of course, been against Rafa. And so, eh. Oh, no, three times. Excuse me. Rafa, Rafa, Rafa. So, yeah. No way. He's lost yeah. to Rafa in all three semifinals. All three semis. All three and semis. Not there this year. Oh, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. And I'm like, <laughs> the optimist in me is like, Rafa's not there. Stefanos, you know, two time, you know, defending champion, right? Like, mm-hmm. he honestly is not at his best from, you know, all appearances. So, mm-hmm. Andy has the chance. He always has the chance. I mean, he always has the chance. Yeah. Being in the draw, he always has the chance. Yes. Do you want to talk about Alex? Let's go for it. Okay. So you know they're head to head, right? Um, I actually don't know what the head to head is, but I'm pretty sure it's in Demonor's favor. Yes. So we're not counting Labor Cup. Um, And this is after, you know, the hip surgery. So Alex beat Andy in Washington Mm -hmm. and then he beat Andy in Zuhai. So 2018 in Washington and 2019 in Zuhai. And of course, they played last year for Labor Cup. Well, that's all right. I mean, so in 2018, he had just had like a sort oh, of. Oh, excuse me. It was a walkover. I'm not even paying attention to the scoreline. But yes. So he's, uh, only beat them, so he's beat them twice then. Like yeah. if you include Labour Cup, literally twice, yeah. Okay, yeah. Without the so walkover. Like, so the so that the, I presume the walkover was in twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So twenty nineteen when he's beat him, I mean, come on, like he'd only just had hip surgery. What, like nine months before? Mm-hmm. And shockingly, so, that was a three setter. Well. What a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> we all know how much Andy Murray loves a three setter. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> loves to go the distance. Um and yeah, look, Labour Cup, I mean, that's different. That's it's it's different. Yeah. Isn't it? I'm t- I'm, yeah. t- I'm convinced it's different because it's different. And people uh, are saying that it shouldn't count to head to heads and on the ATP stats. So yeah. Well, I mean, in world athletics, if you do a relay, and I know this is slightly different, but like I've got a point, there is a point to this. It's a team event. You do a relay and you run like a PB, like what would be your fastest time. Uh-huh. It doesn't count because it's a relay, because okay. it's a team event, so it doesn't count. Uh-huh. So Labour Cup's a team event, so it doesn't count. Yeah. Then I'll that's take my that. point. And 
and I'm sticking to that logic. Yeah, because I know that there is some other um, head-to-head or Labor Cup <laughs> that um, I just ignore, and we don't need to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's so. So it's basically they've played each other once in Dimbleworth's uh-huh. one, exactly, that, and that that was a different Andy Murray in 2019, exactly. You think about the progress he's made over the past, even just the past six months. Exactly. And he he'll have, he will have studied Dimonor's game down to the most minute detail now. Mm-hmm. And he's practiced with him before as well, hasn't he? Yep. I was just about to say I've seen him uh, practice with him in Cincy. And that was a good practice. It was fun yep. to watch. Yep. So... I don't think it, it would be, I don't think it will be an easy match by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, no. I think it will be a three-setter. <gasps> really? Yeah. Okay. And I mean, hear me out. Right? It's a hot take. Know, hear me out, because I know Andy hasn't played a lot of down-to-the-wire matches this year, and he's not played very many matches where it's going to a deciding set. Uh-huh. But hear me out, I think this one might go to a deciding set. I just okay. have a feeling. Bold prediction. <clears throat> and it'll be like four and a half hours long. <laughs> <laughs> so listeners, if uh, you aren't uh, getting our sarcasm, four hours long is not that long. I uh, joked with uh, some of our friends on a group chat, uh, Vanch. He was saying that it will go five hours. And I was like, no, it will not go five hours. For a three-setter, no. Four <laughs> hours, yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. If it goes longer than two and a half, three hours. Oh, do I because have the time for that? I have the time. Do I have the emotional space? Yeah, do you I'll make space for it. it. Mm-hmm. But, like... Goodness, Alex, I swear, I like the kid, but he's going down. He has to. He yeah. has to go down. I mean, the, the, the way I could see it unfolding is like, Andy will just absolutely demolish him in the first set. It'll be like six love or something. Uh-huh. And then, the, so the first set will be over in like 24 minutes. And then the second set is going to last for an hour and 45 minutes. Because it's going to go to a tie break and the tie break uh-huh. will go to like 18, 16 or something. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and I could see a long win that. <laughs> I've seen Alex fight with tiebreakers. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> and we've seen Andy fight with tiebreakers as well. Really? We have. Yeah, yeah. We have. Like, well, I mean, yeah, there's been many times to count lately but yes uh okay it'll be fine it'll, it'll be fine. fine it'll be fine and I, if i'm being honest as well like i haven't actually looked much for i've done my i've done my bracket but i wasn't paying much attention to who could be his potential round two opponent honestly i haven't really done too many brackets in the last three, four years. Because I don't want to jinx anything. Well, I did a- Indian yeah. Wells. And I did Miami because I was bored. 
And so that is probably my fault for the loss. Okay, so let's see. Where is he at? Let me see. He is... Let me see. Let me see. Okay, so he could get Struff or Ramos in the second yeah. round. Yep. I put him down because I, in my bracket, I've said that he'll win against Demonor, uh-huh. naturally. Um, and I've got him meeting um, Ramos Benos in round two. Do you want to know a bad fact? Yeah. Who is the last person to beat Andy in Monte Carlo? Oh, no. Was it him? Albert Ramos. Oh. Well, he's going to beat him. Yes. I'm going to beat him now. I love a revenge story. Everyone knows I love a good revenge. Just stick the knife in and twit. I mean, excuse me. Listeners, y'all did not hear that. I mean, <laughs> uh, obviously, you know, metaphorically, but like just a good revenge. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I think I would I would like to see him make the quarterfinals. I mean, obviously, I'd like to see him win it. Quarterfinals I could take. It's Monte would, Carlo. Yeah, I would be delighted with like a lot of quarterfinal showing. Yeah, from him, and then you know, onwards to Madrid will be after Monte Carlo. Mm-hmm. Set him up, set him up nicely for French Open. I'd take that couple, of, couple of really solid wins. Yeah, on Madrid Clay. and then Rome. Is he entered for Rome? Do we I know? Don't know. I'm he not usually sure. plays it right. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm hoping. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if his body's feeling good, he'll play as much as he can, won't he? Exactly. He's on that. Uh, he's he's on that because what's he ranked now for 51, 52? Did he slide back into the fifties? I'm sorry, I don't look at the rankings anymore. Either. No, I don't. I know this makes me it. a horrible, a horrible tennis fan, but I think to me it's healthy because it's especially after the pandemic. I was like, the rankings are blah, so. I usually look well, at the top 10 and the top 15 is shaping up pretty so, well yeah, right now. So when the live rankings, uh-huh. he's 54. Okay. Um, and, and then just like the regular rankings table. In the regular rankings table, he's 57. Okay. So we'll pay attention to the live rankings. Um, but like, that's the difference between like 54 and 32, you know, like for seeding for Wimbledon. It's not that much in terms of points. Fair. You know, you could be talking like a couple hundred points. So I think he's on that trajectory to get the seeding for Wimbledon. So I think as long as his body is feeling okay, he'll play as much clay as he can yeah to get the points to build himself up and then obviously he's going to go and win queens yes so that'll propel him up to like you know like i don't know 25 or something yeah because i mean the maths in my head 
the guys that are in their 40 range are 1,000, and uh, he's got 860 points, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the difference isn't, it's not massive at this, like, in, in that kind of, that bracket, it's not huge. Yeah, that'll jump him up immensely. And yeah. He can do it, and we'll yeah. do it. <clears throat> Coming for that Wimbledon season. Queen's Wimbledon. Oh, the grass season. I mean, I, I, yeah, I love it how I could talk about grass right now, and I'm like, we're skipping clay. Like, I, I was actually, I literally was just about to say that I could sit and now just wax lyrical about the grass season as clay has only just begun. Like, uh-huh. I'm ready to just wipe clay out. Seriously, ready. <laughs> as Medvedev Maybe. says, if you want to roll in the dirt like dogs, go Not ahead. Judge you. I'm not going to judge I'm you. I'm not going to judge you. I don't want to play here on this surface <laughs> with the, the hand moves. And saying that, my view might change dramatically in the course of the next week, depending on how Monte Carlo goes. I could be like, exactly. oh my God, plays the best surface ever. If he wins Monte Carlo, I'm going to be like, it's got such a great view. It's a great court. <laughs> The clay is beautiful. Hashtag oh Tennis Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if he loses, and the never mind. <laughs> uh, but if whatever happens, happens, and it'll yep. be for the best. Yep. And as long as Andy's happy, I'm happy. Exactly. And he looked very happy in his recent Instagram pictures, didn't he? Yes. Let's just have a chat about that, how wholesome and cute that content was. Yeah, with his family. Yeah. Amazing. So, so sweet. And then the the picture of him and Kim was just gorgeous. And someone, I think it might be someone in in one of our group chats commented that the photo of him and Kim looked like he was taking a picture with a fan. And I was like, no, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even see that. No. Because no. as a fan who's had her photo taken with Andy, that is not how he looked. He did not look that happy. Uh huh. <laughs> I mean, he's looked happy like when he's standing next to me, like a few times, but not that happy. Not, not that happy. I mean, that yeah. was like pure unbridled joy. Yeah. In that photograph, He'd be back with his family. Yeah, and and the the picture of him with like the youngest kids. And he was holding the youngest uh-huh. one. Of, oh my god, it was so so cute, so cute. And I, I love to see that because he doesn't often share family pictures. Mm-hmm. So it's it's so nice to see, and it's just like it just it totally normalizes them, doesn't it? Yes. There they are, just having it's, like their little best life. So cute. Proves that he's a daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not Andy Murray. I'm Andy. <laughs> so cute. I was about to say, should I say it? And I don't even know how I could say it, just like Andy said it. It's like, I'm not Andy Murray, I'm Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so horrible with impressions. <laughs> hey, listen, at least you didn't do the worst impression. Of, was I was I trying to like a couple of podcasts ago when I tried to do an impression of Daniel Medvedev? 
And it was I like, honestly don't remember. That rings a bell. I remember so you trying to do impressions, and you've said in the past that you're not great at it. And it's I okay. Am awful. Um, I just really hope that Daniil never listens to that episode of the podcast. <laughs> I think that he would love to listen to some of our stuff but others he'd be like it's not about me it's all about Annie <laughs> I'm not saying like that Medvedev is a narcissist but I I could see it I could see it do you know, do you know what the, the more that I watch Medvedev I mean obviously he's not a patch on Andy but the more I watch him the more I like him the way he comments on stuff it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. And he was like, this Indian Wells, it's it's not a hard court. I'm a hard court specialist. <laughs> He's like, what is this shit surface? It's almost as bad as clay. And the balls, they're hard. They're they're bad. They're bad. And I just <laughs> I eat it up. Especially when it's a tournament that Andy hasn't won. I'm like, if you want to crap on it, go ahead. Go for it. Yeah. My guess. Yeah. Just criticize away. <laughs> that's my problem. And yeah, you know, that's the narrative that I'm finally, you know, able to embrace after I was like, oh, Andy will do well in Indian Wells, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, mm, so eh, actually think about it. Neil's a bit of an advocate for us then because like so he criticized Indian Wells mm-hmm. because it's dumb. And he will naturally criticize Monte Carlo because it's clay. So he's like criticizing the two tournaments that Andy hasn't won. So I think deep down he hates them for that reason because Andy's yes. never won them. In solidarity. I believe yeah. it. Yeah. I'll run with that. <laughs> <laughs> and so- I think the thing is with Andy's record on clay, like in the past few years it's just like eh it'll be fine yeah yeah so I think, it will. I think it will be I mean he he surprises me regularly on clay and from what I've seen recently you know we've, we've seen like a few videos of him over the past week or so practicing on clay he looks good yes you know he's moving really well the shots that he was hitting against Batista, Batista was really good. Yeah. So, you know, he's sliding well. Very well. Hitting I, his shots early. Yeah. And the I can't remember who it was he was practicing. It might have been the practice with RBA the other day, or it might have been someone else. Can't actually remember. But I wasn't really, I wasn't obviously, I wasn't paying attention to who it was that he was practicing with. I was watching what he was doing. Yeah, and the camera angle on RBA wasn't good for quite a few yeah, shots. It was, it was, yeah. Whoever his partner was was on the other side of the court, and the camera wasn't focused on them at all. Anyway, um, and they they it, they hit a drop shot, and Andy was like right back in the baseline, maybe even mm-hmm. slightly behind it, mm-hmm. and he ran and he made it. He made the shot, and like won the point. I mean, mm-hmm. okay, I know, I know it was practicing, but he still made that ball. And ha- he had to run like however many meters to get to it. Yeah. So yeah, he's looking. He's looking good. 
Yeah, he's practiced running it uh, onto drop shots quite a bit. He was doing that for a good solid 30, 40 minutes in Cincy last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just opponents know to drop shot him just to test him. So he's like, I'm going to prove y'all all wrong. And yeah, let me show you I can run with this metal hip. Yeah, that's what he's doing. And I yeah. love it. And it's when he's like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> running up. True. <laughs> he doesn't look the most graceful when he's doing it, but he looks incredibly determined. Andy never looks graceful when he's playing tennis. Exactly. You know, that's that's Federer's whole gambit. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. Andy, well, not anymore, unfortunately. Andy doesn't, Andy's never looked graceful playing tennis. There's been backhand hook shots that have been graceful. But other than there's that... Been, there's been beautiful shots, yes. 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 But he, he, Andy, the person, has never looked graceful playing uh-huh. tennis. And then limping back to the baseline and everybody's worried. Yeah. Yeah. And cursing everyone around him and <laughs> down at his box. And yeah, that's just... That's, that's our guy. That's yep. our guy. That's our man. Grumpy and limpy. Even when he's not got a metal hip. Yes. <laughs> this this the he will this is the thing about like this next week or so. He is gonna look like he's limping on clay because that's what he does. And people go, Oh, the clay's messing with him, like that's it's not good for him to play on that. Just a gentle reminder to everyone, that's how he walks. Yep. That is how he walks, right? So if he is, unless it's massively pronounced or he's rolling around like a dog in the dirt, I don't think we need to worry. That's just how he walks. Or, of course, if he's taking an MTO, but hopefully not. The The man lumbers. Yeah. He always has done, even when he was like 18 and nimble. He lumbered even then. He, he's, he was a nimble lumberer. <laughs> he was 18. Hey, uh, did you read the article from Carol Bouchard about the hip resurfacing? It was really good. Do you know, I think I started reading it. Uh-huh. It's long. And, and I got distracted with something else. Yeah. It's um, a lengthy, good article about all the different kinds of uh, resurfacing and even ceramic hip uh, surgery that ballet dancers have done when they're mm-hmm. in their even late 20s and 30s and it's ridiculous but and it was just amazing how other athletes were like this is Andy Murray and we're inspired by him mm-hmm. let's talk about maybe coming back etc so everyone should go out and read it well, no one's, and and I know it's something we've we've spoken about before, but no one has done what he's doing. Yeah, on the singles court. Yeah, yep. you know, like, yeah. Was it Bob Bryan? Was it yep. Bob? Was I was it? just about yeah. to say Bob Bryan came so back Bob, for just a little while. I think yeah, less than two years. So Bob did it. Came back and continued to play doubles. Mm-hmm. But 
yeah, Andy's come back and he's doing it in singles, which is up until him was unheard of. Mm-hmm. And didn't even in his documentary, I'm sure, um, his surgeon, she said to him, this isn't about you getting back to playing professional tennis. This is about you having a quality of life. Exactly. I was just about to say the quality of life hopefully will be good for him after he retires when he's 40. When he's at, le- <laughs> at least 40. At least 40. At least. least 40. I don't know if you if you recall when we were speaking to Mark Petchin, he mentioned something about, you know, like, and so it made me think he must have been listening to like what you and I have been saying recently. He said, Andy will still be playing, you know, in a few years time, maybe not for five more years, but in a few years time. And I was like, well, in a few years and five more years is pretty much the same thing, Mark. So <laughs> we've always said five more years. I've always said, yeah, we've always said 40 bare minimum. Uh-huh. I won't accept retirement until he's at least 40. And even then, I'm not sure if I'll be ready to be like, okay, you can have your P45 now. Yeah. Scott! Is Scott here? Scott is here. I don't see him yet. I don't hear his dulcet tones either. Ah, yeah. Oh, there he is. Hello. (laughs) Oh, wow. This is... Hi, uh, Scott. How are we doing? Are we doing well? Good, how are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Bit tired, bit late as usual. Um, so nothing, 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 uh, nothing new there. I mean, what so more can at this say? at the start of this episode, I said that you were going to join us in either five minutes or twenty minutes because I thought like five minutes if you join on your phone, twenty sure. when you get home. Phone and that was phone. like that was like thirty-two minutes ago. So I was yeah. wrong on both counts. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a classic, classic situation with me with, uh, you know, saying that something could happen and then not, not, not quite happening because my phone died as I was en route. So, I mean, that was, that, 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 that would have been, that would have been interesting. I would have joined and then it would have, uh, you know, would have been cataclysmic, but uh, yeah, we would have joined and immediately like jumped on out. But hey, I made it for the end of this recording, I imagine, right? Like, the most important part. Peter's about to depart well, in like 10 minutes, I think. Uh, is that right, Peter? Uh, so, yeah, I have Easter dinner with my parents fairly soon, but right. we can... So I tell, I, tell, I tell you, like, I mean, we could, I suppose, like, was I in the middle of, were you wrapping up or what was it? What, what did I interrupt at the end? No, we were just, we were talking about Andy and his metal hip. Did, yeah. did you know? Did you know he's got a metal hip, Scott? Actually, no, I never heard it. Never heard that before. Uh, well, did Andy that. tell you that he has a metal hip? He told me. <laughs> He never, told Scott. Never, he did tell been, Scott. He's uh, oh my god, yes, of course, yeah. I, I guess this is his first <laughs> I was trying to give you that <laughs> yeah, yeah, little entrance to talk about the Twitter experience. Well, I, I, I guess, right? I, this is the first time that I've been on an episode of my <laughs> since since uh, uh, that point. Yeah, I get, yeah, I mean, I suppose like it's got 10 minutes of the recording life before Peter leaves, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, that that did happen. Uh, Andy Murray replied to me on Twitter. That's uh, did you die when it happened? Like, (laughs) talk me through your reaction when you got the notification that said Andy Murray has replied to you. (laughs) It was a um, yeah, strange one for sure. Uh, I um, 
Yeah, and honestly, I can't quite like uh, it. Was, it was all it was quite a blur of a you know ten, five, ten, fifteen minutes or so because I was just like, I kind of, I kind of just yeah, oh, like open my phone and I, th- I think I maybe opened my phone like maybe like ten to slash like fifteen minutes after he replied to me and uh, yeah, it was I, I I I honestly was just like. Because there's times, and we've all we've all we've all tweeted about Andy. We've all tagged him in tweets before, and we've all kind of, uh, you know, added him before, and you know, uh, where he would have got a notification. I'm not sure how celebrity social media works. I don't know what the deal is with uh, the their notifications and stuff like that. And uh, but like this was literally a tweet that I just randomly sent. I'm pretty sure on the bus earlier that day about uh, you know, and I, th- I, th- I think I've actually said similar stuff before about his win over Alcaraz, just because you know Alcaraz has been such a kind of prominent figure. And uh, but yeah, I was just like tweet away about how his his win over Alcaraz because it's always been a it's always been a really good one. And uh, but I didn't actually tag him in that, so <laughs> it was uh, it was a bit like. I, I remember just kind of staring at it and being like, and I think I like laughed to myself. I'm pretty sure that happened. Um, I was with a good friend of mine and uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was a little bit uh, like, and she, uh, she, she, she's actually not a huge fan of Annie or like she actually, well, she never, she's never, she's never been into tennis. She's never actually been into tennis. Like it's not really her thing. So it's not uh, like she's not a huge fan. She's yeah, no, she's just not a tennis fan. fan. It's not like she hates Annie Murray. Yes. Or like honestly, yes. before like becoming. Let's uh, clarify for her. Like she was never kind of, um yeah, never really kind of uh, interested in tennis. And so she kind of came out of the bathroom. I was just like, uh, this, uh, yeah. And Andy Murray, just, and uh, she was a little bit like, sorry excuse me <laughs> uh, and so yeah she, she she's a relatively new fan of anime um and so yeah I, I honestly kind of spent the next kind of few hours just kind of like yeah i get it, like tr- just trying to process it a little bit and being like like i was i was just yeah a bit a bit, a bit like and also just trying to work out like where the fuck he saw it. i mean did it just like did it did my tweet just pop up on his timeline did he search his own name that's always a classic jokey one like or like what what like did he get sent it what was the deal like uh, you know what what, what happened no, guess, this is what i'm dying to know this because yeah. andy murray doesn't strike me as the person who searches his own name no 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 so I honestly yeah. think that he follows the three of us Do they- <laughs> on oh, a burner yeah, or something. Low, I just, one. I just have that feeling where, I mean, he probably doesn't follow me because sometimes oh, my tweets are a little unhinged. But oh, come on, Peter! Still. Come on, <laughs> come on, Peter, come on come And on. they're mostly about U.S. politics lately, but still, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, but. Yeah, and you, and you know what though? Like, I, I, I honestly think like the the thing the thing that like oh, I really did enjoy about it the most, and I, you know, it's a reminder. Like, and I think I tweeted about it maybe like the day after, a few days after, or something. But um, it was like what what I almost enjoyed. Like, obviously, I really love like you know a, a cool message from Andy, a cool tweet from him. It's a reply from you know obviously you know our hero. Um, but it was honestly like such a wholesome reaction from everyone, from 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 you guys, from like all the tennis uh, tennis Twitter, Andy Andy uh, Andy fans, and even just like general kind of uh, tennis fans on Twitter. Like I got a good few messages from people on there, you know, being like, "Oh, you must be ecstatic, so happy for you," and stuff like that. And that um, that honestly for me was like, what what was probably one of the the, the best moments because it was like, and I think it's it's one of those things whenever uh, somebody gets a reply from 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 one of their favorite players or something like that, or or a retweet or something. On, on on Twitter or on social media, it's always nice. It's always just a really kind of nice thing to happen, and 
uh yeah for, for me it was it was yeah it was i don't know a reminder like of you know we all shit all over twitter especially of late but like you know it's uh yeah and so we, we we've got a weekend of community of andy fans on there and yeah uh, twitter really... can be a good place sometimes and it's for mostly sure. because of andy absolutely. murray fans absolutely yeah yeah that's a good quote yeah, it was just lovely. We've got a week kind of uh, Annie Murray kind of group chat and everyone was, was super lovely in there and was super happy for me. And um, I don't know. It's all, it's also just a very Annie Murray reply as well from him. <laughs> it's a very kind of dry, witty kind of addition to my tweet that uh, that maybe I could have, I should have included. It, in, it, it was it was funny because that's like the thing that we like to go on about all the time is more of like, did you yeah. know he has a metal hip? Yeah, with a metal hip. So he's basically he's he's replied to you using mm. the phrases that we use uh, about yeah. him all the time. So Peter, maybe sure. you're right about this whole yeah. burner account thing. No, no, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And that was that that was a funny thing as well because it was like it was so obvious that um, uh, yeah, that that, that he'd listened in, and and I think maybe in a little way it's a little dig at some of like the kind of criticisms that he gets, uh, and the the, the people who. Uh, you know, are like, oh, I can't keep using this as an excuse and stuff like that. And that's what I liked most about it because there were a few, because it was interesting reading the kind of, you know, the majority of the replies and the majority of the quote tweets were like, oh, I love this, it's hilarious. And then obviously there were the few kind of quote tweets that were like, oh, you know, can't believe he mentions this, this is so blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's like, yeah, that's exact people he's kind of having a wee dig at because it's like, yeah, he, he knows, he knows, he knows that, uh, like, Annie Murray's like the last person in the world to kind of make excuses for himself, do you know what I mean? And like, yep. uh, he, he, you know, he's spent so much of the past few years can uh you know like like losing big matches and you know struggling through kind of early rounds of tournaments and stuff like that and um uh and yeah yeah having his fair share of critics and but he's still his own biggest kind of critic and it's whenever people are like oh you can't keep making excuses for him and stuff like that and that's definitely a little bit of a dig at that and being like i think he's definitely stirring the pot he was stirring the pot with that kind of response he's he's casting the net with that like he's just nibble nibble Yeah, it's kind of reeling them in, reeling them in a wee bit. Because I think some people who don't know Andy, maybe don't follow him as closely, are like, oh, you know, this is so, you know, he's kind of, uh, he's kind of showing off a wee bit. And it's like, nah, he's not really. He's just kind of, you know, he knew, he knew the exact kind of fishes he was kind of reeling in. And mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know, which which made it that bit extra special as well. It's a very kind of personalized kind of, you know, again, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of um, the players don't run their own social medias, but I think I think with Andy, especially with tweets like that, you're like, yeah, that was definitely Andy Murray saying that. <laughs> oh yeah so, um, that was a very kind of uh, yeah really really quite a cute moment and uh and then he went and lost the next day but never mind <laughs> <laughs> never, never mind uh, <laughs> we've already covered that we can yeah, you know, okay, move on so what are your thoughts on monte carlo like he's never won the title but that's okay yeah, so, no, for sure. And, um, I yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel, feel 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 good about it. Um, uh, I I think I think honestly, like Monte Carlo, it's like a kind of um, it's it's a little bit, I guess, like a, like you know, it's obviously clay court masters, like you know, he hasn't won, and uh, we didn't know for a while if he was even going to play it. It also it almost feels just like a bonus tournament, like exactly. Um, if he loses. Which he won't, of course, to uh, Deminar tomorrow. Like it, it, it wouldn't be the end of the world. It wouldn't, you know. It's like okay, like we didn't know if he was going to play it. So, um, so I honestly feel like it's kind of roll the dice for him. It's like you know, he's kind of playing with house money tomorrow. He's going to play with house money this week if he get through tomorrow. And, 
Um, yeah, I mean, let's see how he goes. And obviously, you know, uh, he's going to win the entire thing. So there's that too. And that'll be, uh, it'll be nice to kind of see him lift the trophy when he's, um, when he beats uh, Djokovic in the final. And um, I think, yeah. I, I, think I would love to see that. Do you know uh, what? That would and just he can be. Take his I... house money onto the casino, like next door and be like, oh, yeah, I just won Monte Carlo, bitches. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just nice to see him play. And like, uh, I don't know, like the practice videos of him. That I think it was uploaded on Tennis TV or or, or uh-huh. the channels were, and, and it's very cute, isn't it? Is it like he 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 looks he looks in great form. He's he's you know, uh, it's just nice to see him play on clay again. Like again, something that we didn't even know would happen anymore. I think even when he was kind he of does look good on clay, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. As I think it's also it's always kind of been one of those things where even when he wasn't necessarily kind of getting the results that he wanted to on clay, like. I don't know. I just I just like seeing him play and play. He's he slides. Yeah. He moves. He moves pretty well and play. It just it, obviously he just take he just took a little bit longer to fully adapt and fully embrace the clay court game and uh-huh. um yeah it, it's it's yeah and I think just now that he's playing on clay now that he feels relatively comfortable playing on the surface it's yeah it's good to see and you know uh yeah and it'll be it'll be super interesting I'm I'm very intrigued to see as well. Like uh, we don't really know his schedule after this, do we? Did we? If he's playing at any other clay court events or no? Like, anybody? well, presume presume he'll play Madrid. Yes, and Peter because IMG actually Rome. owns Madrid. So, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. yes, right, okay. So yeah, we, we kind of hope that he may be playing. That he's though. guaranteed in, isn't he? Even if he's, yes. it'll be either be a wild card or he'll get direct entry. Sure, mm-hmm. right, yeah. So that'll be, you know, that'll be super interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll be intrigued. And like, you know, I, hopefully, Andy, Andy Murray at the French Open. I mean, good lord, like that, like again, something that we never knew would happen again. Um, even again, when he was like kind of getting good results at other tournaments uh, of late, like I think maybe in the back of our heads, we were like, right, he's doing okay here, but like, is he going to play clay? Probably not. Let's just focus on Wimbledon. But like, it's just again, I feel like clay is now kind of a bonus, it's almost like a bonus surface for us at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, do we legitimately at the deep, deep down expect you know outrageously good results from him? No, yes. but kind of. Well, of <laughs> but, uh, do we want and do we hope for? Um, <laughs> well, that's kind of, but that's kind of when we, yeah, well, that's when Andy's kind of at his most kind of like dangerous, right? It's when exactly. Um, All right, Kim. I'm not gonna lie, that's exactly what was in my head, right? That's exactly what was in my head. Uh, One of my favorite quotes from Resurfacing. Absolutely. That's the most dangerous. Absolutely. The the other one, I was actually thinking about this earlier today, and maybe that's why it popped in my head, uh, was the quote from Kim in Resurfacing when she's like, uh, when she discusses the fact that Andy was, you know, retired and done. And and then she's just like, and then he changed his mind. <laughs> and he changed his mind again. <laughs> that is it. Like that's you know, people are people are like analyzing, oh, why is he still playing? What's going on? Like, why did he change? Like, you know, what what big thing happened? He just changed his mind. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like you could do a documentary on Kim just yeah. talking about Andy. Dealing with his sh- dealing with Andy shit. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> um, I would watch I, that. I would no, watch anything that takes a minute. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Um yeah, no, absolutely, I would too. It's just, uh, yeah, like, uh, I, I'll do, everyone go watch resurfacing again. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it, yeah, I, I, on, on that note as well, I think that that's really cool to see Andy traveling with his entire family and, well, entire family, maybe not entire family. I don't know, I don't know if all his kids are there. He's got like 26 of them now. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if, 
don't know if it's entire army of them, but um, um, but we know at least a handful of them are there. I I, I think I really like that Instagram post from him the other day because it is kind of a you know he's obviously a very private guy like we you know you know he hardly ever even shows his kids on like film or anything like that or or video at all or and rightfully so you know um but it's all it's always cute to see kind of a you know and that kind of implies he's feeling com- comfortable relaxed and hopefully a good sign right uh, and yeah. i think it'll rejuvenate him yes yeah absolutely just, just having more, a little more. holiday in mm-hmm. spain with the family for sure. I think you kind of always get the feeling that Andy at the moment, you know, especially when he's playing events abroad, and that he's always kind of, yeah, missing his family, missing his kind of young family. So hopefully, hopefully it can, um, yeah, hopefully he can kind of feel relaxed knowing that they're kind of just, you know, over there. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what makes the difference as well, is that now that we're into like this clay swing and, you know, we're getting into the grass well, not getting into grass, but after this, it'll be grass. It's all very, it's all very like this side of the world based. Sure, so he's yeah, much yeah. closer to home. Yes, with everything, which yes. probably probably does make him feel better. Yes, yeah, no, one hundred percent. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just I think just yeah, just really kind of looking forward to seeing what he does this week. Um. Yeah, I mean, what well, did, did you make kind of calls or predictions for how far he gets in this event? Uh, obviously, we think he's going to win. We like... wanted at least quarterfinals. Again, mm-hmm. he's playing with house money, like you said. Yes. So yeah. we're happy with a few wins. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Deminar is going to be a tough one tomorrow. Like uh, three sets? Uh, is that what we're thinking? Easily. Yeah, Easily. I, I mean, if they could play long. five, they would. Yes. <laughs> Right, yeah, so that's one of those matches. Old yeah. prediction, but yes, three sets. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Four, four and a half hours. Mm, mm, it'll be yeah, for sure. Like it's going to be a long one. Uh, it's, uh, you know, not not the easiest first round for us. But when is it ever with Andy? Uh, when's he ever getting easy first round draws? Um. So yeah, I guess yeah, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Uh, is Lionel going to be there? Probably not. Absolutely, absolutely not. not. Absolutely not. Uh, is Lionel ever there these days? Please. <laughs> Was he even was he even in Miami, which is like yeah, where he lives? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Maybe don't like absolutely. Was was he contributing these days? Have we have we have we slated Lendl yet on this on this episode? Did I miss? I mean, I mean, I think we've slated him like on on other platforms. We may as well slate him on the podcast as well. Oh god, anyone listening? It's gonna I'm silently uh, giggling, but I think Lendl does what he needs to do, and I think he was in Miami, right? I well, mean, you would hope so. In, yeah, he stayed in Florida, so yeah. there's that. Good for him, yeah, Peter. Don't so, be, with that Peter. said, do you want to wrap it up, guys? Peter, don't be making excuses for Lando right there, you? Come on. Um, but, Ivan, we all will be forgiven if you get us a third Wimbledon title. Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, absolutely. Like if 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 that happened, it'd be great. Uh, yeah, so we wrap it up because Peter needs to go. Absolutely, should we do that? Um, are we, are we, are we, are we wrapping up this episode? Is this happening? Am I wrapping up the episode? Am I doing this? Oh, sure, God. go ahead. I, I, I only arrived fifty minutes ago, and I'm wrapping. <laughs> yeah, up. exactly. You've done fuck all, so you may as well wrap it up. All right. Well, there's nothing new there. I mean, don't fuck all. So, um, well, folks, um, uh, I, I know that some some people already tuned out as soon as they heard that I was coming on the episode. Uh, they heard my voice. <laughs> Uh, but uh, for those of you who have stuck around right until the end, uh, we we very much appreciate it. Um, and yeah, thank you all very much, folks, for 
uh, listening on in to yet another episode of Murray Musings. Um, I, I'm going to be interested to listen to because I don't know what's been said on how, uh, the majority of it. So uh, I'll be listening for the first time alongside Paul when I uh, post later. Um, but yes, uh, he's been Peter uh, and she's been Claire and I have been Scott. Uh, thank you very much for, uh, for listening, folks, and we'll see you in the next episode of Murray Musings. Let's Bye. go Monte Carlo! Bye! Take care, y'all. Thank mm-hmm. you.